sometimes you need to get yourself so excited about what you're going for that you're willing to take the leap. And not getting excited is a practice of safety. So that's a good example of how you're not using that emotion that's necessary for you to do the thing. Because if you get excited enough, you're going to be willing to do things that you wouldn't normally be willing to do. But but some people don't let them get excited themselves excited. And then they're scared that if they get excited, they'll do something stupid. And maybe you will, but you have to be willing to take that risk. You have to be willing to look like an idiot or feel like an idiot um, to a lot of time take the leap that you need to take. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Welcome, welcome, welcome all. This is Brandon and Evan doing another podcast and we're glad to have you. This is a, this is going to be another one. <laughs> it's going to be another one of these talks, but uh, I think we'll get into some cool stuff here. We're going to talk about leaning into the life that you resist. And we were playing around with that title a little bit, but it kind of works because there's these things that we want in our life and they scare us and they make us uncomfortable and they're challenging. And we sometimes don't feel like we have what it takes to go into them or we're scared we're going to lose something. And we want to talk about that. Because one of the things that Evan and I were discussing was how, like, you know, at some point you've got to put some skin in the game. At some point you got to take a risk. You got to, and and I think it really begins with being vulnerable. I think that's the first most important leap that we all got to take. And you just got to lean into vulnerability a little bit. And vulnerability is actually strength when you get to the other side. But it starts from a very kind of this 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 kind of frightening place uncomfortable place often and uh i mean there's a lot to say about it so i won't i won't uh, try to give it all away here but that's essentially the idea we're getting into and i'm glad you guys are here um what are your thoughts on this one evan anything you want to add to that yeah well, i mean we're gonna get into it you know as we always do we're already into it you know, there's, <laughs> I find it funny. Sometimes there's like, oh yeah, we're going to get into it. And, and normally we're already like <laughs> into it as we're, we're talking about it, you know, but, uh, from, from the, from the outset, um, no, I think, I think this is a really good conversation, uh, that that's been sort of brought up. There's, you know, like many things we talk about on the show, this one came about as, uh, some things that were going on for you some things that you were looking at, some things that you were interested in. And, and a lot of the things you were saying were connecting with certain things that I've been thinking about and that I've been, you know, working on or working through or questioning. Uh, I think this is a, this is a great subject, not only because it's just, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of hot and fresh for, for each of us, but I think that also, this is a great start of the year kind of a show to do. You know, mm -hmm. like like early in, in the new year, you know, talking about the life that we resist, you know, um, because so I think that that brings up so many things, the life that we resist, because 
it implies something that we want, you know, uh, that that we maybe are just too afraid of or or that we for some reason or another we we have a lot of reasons as to why we just can't do that or why we won't do that um but the thing is is that it leaves us it still leaves us with all of these desires you know like and not just not just small desires like oh i'd you know I'd like to go out for for dinner this week or something, you know, like desires that are so big, so massive. They're they have this life inside of us and it creates a deep sense of of pain that when we don't take any action on it, when we don't when we don't allow that space in our lives to actually manifest in some kind of way and I know I I guess I'm going off on a rant right away here but you know one of the things that came up before we we started recording was okay for me this whole thing of leaning in because leaning into that life you resist that that can be a very uncomfortable thing to do Um, so how do we find the the strength, the the capacity, the thing within us so that we can move through those things that that scare us to to go after that life. And for me, I think that that begins with the a reason that is bigger than ourselves. That begins with, you know, that life is not just about having material things it's not about status it's not about um it's not about external things it's about something deeply deeply internal um that is far bigger than just you and i think that that's where for me this conversation begins Hmm. i think you asked a million dollar question you know like what does it take or what's what's that gonna you know what what do I have to do? And I think it's more than an intellectual pursuit. I think that there are certain things that there's an intellectual part to it all. Like, I think that for the most part, I, I bet if you ask people, like, do you think playing it safe is going to get you what you want in life? Do you think that, you know, taking no risks? Um, and, you know, if you keep your dreams and your vision small enough, then maybe. But I think most people, if you go, well, what do you really want? they realize intellectually, I got to, I got to take some risk. I got to try, I got to put myself out there and they get that, but that's not enough. I don't think that's enough to get someone off their ass, to get them to actually lean into something, to get them to open up to something that um, they're just not in the habit of doing. And I think that what we're saying is you got to break a pattern, you know, and the pattern is to play it safe and leaning in breaks the pattern. You know, it's, instead of doing it the way that you that feels good or feels easy or feels safe it's about doing it a different way and sometimes that can be around really simple small stuff Um, but i do think that intellectually the one thing you have to do is you have to accept and you have to agree with that leaning in is actually worth it doesn't mean you'll do it but 
I think you have to at least accept the premise that you got to lean into it. Like, um, if you're doing what everyone else does, you're going to get what everyone else gets, you know, kind of thing. And you've got to realize that if I lean in a little bit more, if I go for it a little bit more, there might be something on the other side of that territory. And I think that's the key word too, is that there might be, and there might not be. And that's the risk you got to take. You've got to be willing to go venture out into that area. And sometimes your efforts are not going to be recognized. They're not going to be noticed. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to get burned. Um, the bad thing is going to happen. And you have to be willing to, to say intellectually, I understand that that could happen. And I'm okay with that. Now, physically and your body, emotionally, all that psychologically, you haven't made that leap yet. But intellectually, I think you can go, okay, let's imagine I was okay with that if it didn't scare me so much. You know what I mean? And after that, then I think it starts coming down to like more your psychology, your body sensation, your feelings, your emotions, and getting into that nitty gritty stuff. Um, and to give an example before um, I pass the torch over is like, sometimes you need to get yourself so excited about what you're going for that you're willing to take the leap and not getting excited is a practice of safety. So that's a good example of how you're not using that emotion that's necessary for you to do the thing. Because if you get excited enough, you're going to be willing to do things that you wouldn't normally be willing to do. But, but some people don't let them get excited, themselves excited. And then they're scared that if they get excited, they'll do something stupid. And maybe you will. But you have to be willing to take that risk. You have to be willing to look like an idiot or feel like an idiot um, to a lot of time take the leap that you need to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to, there's a lot to unpack. <laughs> there's a lot to unpack in all of that, that you just said too. Um, cause you, something that you had mentioned before was, uh, from our favorite philosopher, Alan Watts was that, you know, like sometimes you will get burned, you know, for taking, for, for stepping out there and taking a chance and showing that, showing a level of of trust and and faith in in what you're doing it's not necessarily a guarantee of things just going absolutely swimmingly or things going the way that you would that you would want them to go but the cost the other way is you know to borrow the word from the title of this episode you can end up just resisting your life away you know, you just resist everything until until it's gone. And and I can't imagine that that would leave anything but just a, a big pool of of regret and missed opportunities and things that you wish that you'd done that you didn't. And that and look, I, I, I don't want to to come off as being one of those like you just gotta go and you just gotta do it i mean there is some <laughs> wisdom to that but i like believe me like to everyone listening to this like the person that you're listening to right now is a person who has bowed down to their fear far more often than i would care to to admit you know like it's it's I understand how crippling fear and anxiety can be in putting yourself out there and taking a chance and doing these things. But it is it is such a slow, painful death of a life that you're living. You are you are essentially 
kind of living a, a walking dead type of existence when you're in that space and confronting your fears is not an easy thing to do and especially the fears that come up when it comes to going after a life that you that truly means something to you you know the more it means to you the more resistance you're going to feel to that thing mm-hmm. which is why i mean again i would say like to touch on what you're saying that that passion that excitement man you got to connect with that because you know one of the the a very old piece of wisdom is that where love is fear cannot also exist and vice versa mm-hmm. where fear is love cannot exist and so that's why we're connecting to that passion you know connecting to passion and excitement those are those are all forms of love you know like it, it's love has has many sort of accompanying uh you know subtleties that that come along with it passion and excitement are two of those things those are reflections of love and when you can connect to that thing that is such a great thing that you can you can use to help push you through the fear because when you're riding on that the fear is going to take a back seat hmm. you know um but there is a, can be a pitfall with that in the sense that you know you're not always going to be riding on that thing you know there are days when it is harder than others to get up and do the thing to to put in just a little bit of time to that thing that really means something to you in your life and for me that's again where we've got to come down to it's like okay so what is that thing that's bigger than you you know and that thing that's bigger than you can definitely be a source of excitement and it can it's probably the source of your passion you know but it doesn't necessarily have the same sort of um burst of you know just this explosive burst of energy that comes with it but it is it is this just the beating heart of of what you're doing of what's Mm. behind everything that you're doing so i mean again i think that like you've really got to take the time to connect with that thing is that you're doing and that's bigger than you you know because that's going to see you through all of it it's going to see through the highs and the lows of everything it's that place that where you come to recenter and and that anchoring point for when you get lost and where you can say wait hang on a second what the fuck is this all about like let's remember what this whole thing is all actually about to get you back on track when i hear that bigger than you what i think of is the image of you the image you have of yourself you know like why are we scared to look dumb why are we scared to look like an idiot or whatever you want to call it right like it's because you think that you are something. You think you 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 appear some way. You are somebody, and that's your image, in my opinion. It's your ego. It's it's this pattern that you have formed of yourself, and you think that's you, and it's not. And you can break that pattern. But I think this is the the problem that every human being faces. You live a pattern long enough, you begin to think it's you, and then you're scared to break it. And I think that's where a lot of the fear comes from. Resistance is I don't want to break the pattern because the pattern's safe. 
And I'm saying, and I think you're saying the same thing. It's got to be bigger than you. You got to be willing to not look like who you think you are. And you need to realize that like, Hey, like, you know, I've been telling myself I'm good at this thing, but I've never actually tested it. And now I'm testing it and I'm not as good as I thought I was. And that's part of moving through the discomfort. Like I work a lot with writers, you know, and writers continually have writer's block and challenges that way. And after working with me, you know, you just don't have it after a while, especially with the techniques, you know, listen, guys, this is somebody who's written over 3000 days in a row. Okay. I've written 3000 days in a row, never missed a day for at least 30 minutes every day at minimum. This is like eight years, you know, I'm going on, I'm going to go on 10. I'm going to reevaluate if I want to keep doing this every single day, but I've proven to myself that I can write through anything. And some days you're going to write shit. I write terrible. Some days I write masterpiece stuff and I'm like, Oh my God, I got to make this, but it's like, you know, or at least something out of this. The thing is, is that you got to be willing to test it. You got to be willing to try it out and stumble and fumble and fail. And, you know, and I think that the, the reality is what, you know, you got to put yourself out there. You got to put yourself out there too. And you're going to have people ridicule you. You're going to have people point at you. You're going to have them say like, ah, oh, you know, they're going to say shit about you. It's, I, I, it's not like if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You're going to, you're going to deal with haters. You're going to deal with people that are jealous, that have resentment, that have all sorts of shit going on for themselves. And you got to leave that crowd and you got to step out onto your own into the spotlight of whatever your vision or dream is. And that, of course you resist that because the people who throw rocks always throw rocks from the shadows. They are faceless, anonymous, and they are in their own world losers. And you have to know that even if that rock hurts, that it's being thrown from somebody that has total pattern paralyzation. And then you can kind of have that empathy and understand that like you're stepping into your light, you're stepping into whatever is scary for you is mirroring back to them that they're not. And like, that's leaning into it, lean into the light, lean into the thing that puts you on stage or whatever, you know, I'm making a metaphor here, you know, but it's like, you gotta be willing to step up on a stage if you want this thing. Now, I think you have to go and you have to stop worrying about what people think of you. And you have to start finding out who you are outside of what people think of you. And that that's part of the psychology. That's where it goes from intellectual to psychological. Now you're like, okay, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I am, but what if I did this? You know, you might not be able to define that and that's good though, you know, but, but you'd break whatever the hell it is you're stuck in. Mm -hmm. There's a few things that I want to touch on there. Uh, the first thing is you, you mentioned, you know, you step out there and you might, you might discover that you have things to learn, you know, that, that you don't, you don't quite have it. And that's absolutely a possibility. And you will definitely discover that you have things to learn that that's, that is never going to be something that changes until the day you die. 
you know, like learning, learning never stops. But on the flip side of that is you might step out there and discover that you're really good. And that can also be something that's really scary because if you discover that you're actually really good <laughs> at this thing that you've been resisting doing is that that means that you've really got to give it, you know, that means, and, and that might mean a change that might mean you have to give up something that's been comfortable. That's been, you know, this thing that's just been part of the, the pattern of your life something there might have to change you know and and with that comes uncertainty but ultimately i would i would say that that is that that's something worth doing you know especially if you find out that you're good i mean if you find if you if you find out you have a lot to learn there's there's still no reason you still might f discover that you have a real fire for doing this thing even if you learn that you have a lot to learn um because that could be the thing that ends up pushing you and and fueling you forward. Um, and what else did I want to say to that? To to. Oh no, I lost it. Well, That's all right. I, let me add in this while, while we're on the topic: is that you might find out you're really good at it, but you'll inevitably find out that you have work to do. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like even the most talented, naturally talented people at anything, they eventually your natural talent runs out and then the work and the discipline and the effort and the practice and the willingness to push yourself starts to come into play. And, you know, um, you look at any of the great athletes, for example, Michael Jordan or, uh, you know, Lionel Messi or anybody, you just like Wayne Gretzky, you look at them all like, yeah, you know, you don't maybe hear it as much with Wayne Gretzky, but you hear, you hear the Michael Jordan story, you hear the Lionel Messi story, if you ever look into their stories, right? And it's like, they did have talent, but they had limitations, they had challenges. And if they didn't overcome them, they wouldn't be the superstars they are today. And there's lots of things like that, where it's, you know, it's a matter of basically, you, you're going to be good at certain things and they're going to reach a peak and then you're going to have to push into that discomfort, you know? And I think, um, you know, they say a lot of athletes that actually start out um, not as the best players end up becoming the better players um, as mm -hmm. opposed to people who come into something who are good naturally, because sometimes when you come into something and you're just naturally good, you rest on your laurels and then you rely on that. Whereas when somebody comes in and they're not so good at it, but they really want to be, they end up not only working up to the level of everyone who's really good, but they become better because they built that work ethic. And that's not always the case, but that often happens. Mm -hmm. And I think they carry with them a certain amount of humility. Um, I also think that, you know, there's, there's all sorts of things, you know, like you could be really good at something and then, um, you know, you can be scared to lose it. And, and I think sometimes the fear in that respect, the fear that kind of sometimes fear can push you towards the things you want, you know, um, like an exercise that I like to do with people is I go, okay, well, let's just say you keep doing what you're doing. And in 20 years, you find yourself in the same place. How does that feel? And most people will say that it's not good. 
Like they'll say some form of that's not good. And it's like that feeling that you're feeling right now, about 20 years from now, that feeling can motivate you into whatever it is that you say you're, you're resisting. Cause, cause you just think about, tw okay, 20 years, I'm going to end up in this place. I don't want to be, okay, I'm going to just make the move. I'm going to do the thing, you know? And sometimes, you know, you need it towards motivation, like excitement and passion and all that stuff. And I think you need that. I think that's going to make it sustainable. Cause if you don't have that, I don't think it's sustainable, but that fear motivation, I don't want to end up there. I don't want to go down that path. I don't want to do that can, can be used to push you in the direction you want to go and get you out of the rut of the pattern that you're stuck in. Yeah. Sometimes like it can be a very useful exercise because sometimes it can be hard to necessarily say what you want, you know, like, it, but sometimes a really terrific exercise is to say, well, what don't you want? Like, yeah. what don't, what don't you want in your life? What don't want you want your life to look like, you know, and, and that can become like, I always am, am an advocate for like, well, eventually let's arrive to, to something that's in the positive side of things of like, okay, like do the exploration of, of what you don't want, arrive to a place where you can say what you want, you know, like finish in the place of the positive, something that's moving forward, as opposed to something that's just avoiding, <laughs> avoiding something, but it can shed a lot of light into um you know it's really interesting like it can shed a lot of light into some of what's really going on for you which i think is a really big part of this conversation and is a huge part of life is being able to be really honest with yourself be really you know not not necessarily brutally honest because it's not about being, you know, hard on yourself, but it's just about seeing yourself with real clarity, you know, like, like, let's just be honest with where you're at. And sometimes going through that exploration, you know, because like one of the first ways I was exposed to this and, and I've done this exercise on the podcast before, and it's one that I do with with my class, you know classes and workshops fairly often but you know it's like well what do you want right and once you've answered that question it's like okay well why that and then you write down your answer and then okay well why that mm -hmm. and you just keep going you keep asking why that why that why that and i remember the first time i did that exercise it led me just kind of very naturally to this thing of like well i don't want this and i don't want that and what was kind of startling about that was that what I don't want, a lot of those things looked a lot like how my life looked like. Mm. <laughs> so it can be it can be something that really poignantly points some things out that, you know, usually we know these things. <laughs> usually like some part of us deep down actually knows this. It's just like I know this and I know I felt this way and I've been thinking this way in a long time. But, you know, there's just there can be something when you can finally just say it you know when it's no longer this secret you know this that you're ashamed of you know even for yourself <laughs> you know that you're walking around with to finally say yeah you know like this is this is where i'm at and and my life looks like a lot of things that i don't want and like a lot of things that i know that i am not mm-hmm 
in a way like that. And on some deep level, I know I'm not these things, you know, and that can be, that can be very powerful too. Cause like that can hit on your anger, you know, and anger, anger can be a really good thing. If you've been in a rut, you know, like if you're in yeah. a rut and you can tap into some anger, holy shit, man, that's great stuff. You know, like that's, that's some, that's some fire that can, that can help you make some, some changes and to, and to take some action and some, and some steps towards something that is really, truly you. Mm -hmm. I think anger, I think anger is necessary. I actually think it's a necessary part of the whole process. And I don't like that our culture looks at anger in such a negative light. And, you know, we look at anger as this kind of destructive thing. And I think well, that if, if I, if I may just very quickly, yeah. I, I think that anger is just suppressed and blocked passion. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And I think, you know, a lot of time, well, I, I find that a lot of time anger is the first emotion you experience on the journey of depth into your emotions. You know, mm -hmm. anger is a necessary kind of like it breaks the dam, you know, and, and what can come behind that can be very interesting, but sometimes you need the anger to break through something. You need to, you need to get fed up with something. And Tony Robbins talks about this. And I think it's a, you know, I think it's a pretty smart, comment he made but he talks about you need to get disgusted you need to get disgusted with your life you need to get disgusted with the way you're being it needs to be disgusting to you and the moment that you get like this is gross I, I cannot live like this anymore i cannot no more this cannot be that 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 frustration it might feel like you know the frustration is just anger anger comes in different forms but anger can be like, I don't want to live in this clutter anymore. I don't want to live in this mess anymore. I don't want to live with these people around me anymore. You know what I mean? And that's what makes you go, uh, you know, and make changes and make leaps and take, you know, bounds. And after you make some decisions with anger, you might find yourself in like, well, I don't want to live in this clutter anymore, but now I got to get rid of shit and I'm scared to get rid of it because what if I need it or what if I can sell it or I'm scared to lose these friends because, well, what if I'm alone? You know, that the next emotion might be fear. And now you got to go, okay, well, you know, maybe you need it towards motivation now. Maybe the anger got you out of it, but now you need to go like, well, what do I want? Um, you know, uh, there's lots of ways that this stuff happens. And I think my point just to carry on yours is that you have to get into the emotion. And I think anger is a great gateway. <laughs> I don't think that anger needs to be destructive in the sense that you need to go and like punch holes in a wall and hurt people. I think anger can be disgust and frustration and an acknowledgement. Like, like what's the sensation you feel in your body when you let yourself acknowledge that you're angry and let that sensation drive you to take action, to make change. And change does not mean you have to destroy, but it might mean you need to um, get rid of, remove. Um, it might mean that you need to shake up things. You know, it doesn't have to be a destructive emotion, but our culture, because for a whole fucking variety of reasons, we look at anger as like, oh, don't, don't have that. And there's probably sadness. We throw, you know, we have a whole bunch of shit around that one too. And it's like, no, you've got to feel sad. 
you know, you might have to cry it out. You know, I'm just going off, Evan, sorry. But you might have to cry it fucking out. And that is, a, is sometimes a huge transition in change. You know, you got to maybe get sad about like certain things and you let yourself feel that and have that catharsis. And through that, um, you know, you will come out anew. That can be like a cocooning stage, you know, and you, you know, you come out of that alive and aware. Yeah. I mean, and, and very often, like, and very often, sorry, <laughs> I had to turn it as I got, I got one of my cats in the background. Oh yeah. Like, I heard him just, just subtly. Oh yeah. He's just, going, he's just going off, loving the sound of his own voice. Um, <laughs> yeah there he is there he is that's all right we'll keep doing it. we'll do it live yeah uh and but yeah sometimes the like very often like the the crying can can come after the anger you mm. know the anger comes out and then following close behind is the is the tears to uh to help wash things out it's funny just like as you're saying like because sometimes anger is a beautiful catalyst to make a decision you know to be decisive about something in your life it gives uh, very often you know in in moments of like that that anger and that disgust and that that kind of hurt it's just it reaches that boiling point and you're like all right i've got to be decisive about one aspect or another you know just mm. like because as you were talking about it you know this is like we're we're usually talking about the bigger things of like our purpose and our path and all of these things but like on a on a smaller scale yeah i was thinking about when i was like 19 or 20 and you know i was working at this restaurant and and there was this girl there who who i liked and we had sort of like gone on some dates and like we were just sort of you know playing around with the idea of, of seeing each other and and messaging each other and things like that and i just remember like you know it was one of these things where you know i was putting out kind of like effort to you know spend time with her to you know just kind of surprise her at work you know just like pop in when i wasn't there and and stuff like that and just kind of not not really getting anything back and this went on for probably a couple of months you know and I remember one night I was coming back from acting class, an acting class that we were in together. <laughs> and uh, and I was on the train. And at one point on the train while I'm on my way home, I could I could see the restaurant that I worked at. And so as I would go around, like so many weeks before, I would look out the window and I would see if her car was parked outside. And it's like, and if I saw that her car was parked outside, then I would, I would pop in and say hello. Right. And so this one particular night I'm looking out the window and I was like, Oh, I wonder if her car is out there and if she's working. And it was just like, this thing just hit me where I was just like, I feel so stupid right now like i was like i was just so angry and disgusted with myself it's just like i was like what the hell am i doing right now like what am i doing what like what am i putting myself into this thing for when like i'm getting like 
I, I there's there's no sort of return of of like I don't even know if she's actually even all that interested in me. <laughs> you know, like it was actually this thing of clarity. It's like I don't even know. Or if this is just like a little bit of sort of like flirtatious fun for her. I have no idea. But in that moment, I was just like, I'm done. Like, this is like, I'm not putting any more into this. And I remember just kind of like in this sort of triumphant way, like walking back home like from there. I'm like, I'm not stopping in and blah, blah, blah. But it was like, you know, it's it's interesting how how just that anger and that and that disgust can can bring so much clarity into your life to make to make a decision yeah it's self-respect you know that's like i mean to, to me that's a big part of what happened there you know you you looked at that and you went you know what i'm not i'm not being appreciated you know these these things that i'm doing aren't being acknowledged and i'm done i'm done with that you know and you know i bet if she would have said, I really missed you for, you know, I was hoping to see you or she did something. You might've been, okay, you know what? But in a, in a certain way, making that decision would have broke that, that parallel. And, and that's the thing about leaning into something. When you lean into it, sometimes what happens is you get the thing you're scared of. Like you might find out, Hey, this person actually doesn't, they're not into me. And I don't want to find that out. That's why we maintain this bullshit you know, pattern, which is mm -hmm. look for a car, go see her and all this stuff. But like, that's a great example of breaking a pattern. You had a pattern and then you know what? You got some, you had this moment, you, you stepped into your self-respect yourself into you stepped into all that and you got the answer. It's not, it's not there. And that can be an uncomfortable feeling to find out, but that's, you know, that's the thing that people don't always want to find out. Like I, I worked a, over the last couple of years, I've worked a couple of regular jobs. Um, <clears throat> and it's been interesting because most of my life, I, you know, I was just an artist doing my artist thing. And so it's been interesting, but the last company I worked for, you know, I really leaned into it. I'm like, I'm going to be the best fucking employee they've ever seen. And I was, and I, I just started to realize, you know, after I think I worked with them for maybe a year, I started to realize that the people on the, that were working with me, they respected me, they appreciated me, but the company in itself just did not seem to value the fact that I was bringing this. And I'm not, I'm not patting myself on the back here. I mean, I had people talking me up who were in my circle, but it's like, you know, I was talking to them at the head office and I'm just like, okay, well, you know, I have these skills and whatever. And you know, I feel like, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't want to get into details, but I had to leave that company. And I just got to the point and I found out that they were kind of, I didn't agree with their business practices. And I got to the point where I'm like, I'm, I'm fucking done. I'm done. Now it's just a matter of when. And I was like ready to leave that day. And, you know, I work for another company now cause I did leave them. And that was the changing moment. And with this company, it's interesting. Cause I said, well, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to lean into it. I'm the best fucking employee I can within six months promotion acknowledgement. I get brought into the office, pat on the back. You're doing a great job. You know, uh, the people who are at the top want to hear from me. They want to hear my thoughts. They want to know my input. They want to know how they can help me do more of what I'm doing. It's a totally different experience. Now, same behavior, different environment. If I didn't change environments, I'd never get the acknowledgement that I'm getting now. And 
this is part of leaning in. Leaning in helps you find out the answer that you're scared to get, you know? And sometimes it helps you get the answer that you're actually looking for. So in this case, the new place, I'm getting the answers I'm looking for. In the old place, I was getting the answers I didn't want to find out. But either way, you benefit by leaning in. It's just sometimes, I mean, it sucks to be like, I fucking invest a year in this stupid company and I'm not going to have anything to really show for it, you know? Yeah. Well, but, I think I, it's interesting because, you know, it points to the fact that very often, you know, that thing that, that we're avoiding is is really just something that we've made we've made about ourselves we've made it mean something about ourselves like why why was i you know pursuing this girl who you know had questionable interest in me you know um why were you putting up you know with this behavior at a workplace you know these are and and i i mean i'll just speak for myself but you know for me it was just like avoiding that sense of being rejected, mm -hmm. you know, that maybe I just wasn't as important, you know, to this person as they were to me, you know, like there's, there's this whole, but what I find so remarkable <laughs> is that when you reach that point of, of absolute anger and disgust and whatever it is that, that clarity, maybe we'll just call it clarity. When you reach that point of clarity, it was like that sense of, of self-worth wasn't, wasn't even in question, you know, when that clarity arrived, you know, because it was a clarity of, I deserve better than this, and I'm worth more than this, and I have more self-respect than, than this. Not mm -hmm. that I'm saying that, because, like, I this person, I don't think this person was was being cruel or trying to be cruel or that was their intention in any way shape or form but it had everything entirely to do with myself right and and in many ways we could say that you know i was projecting a lot of things onto her as to you know trying to make her something for me like she was supposed to give me value in some way like if she likes me it makes me better somehow but in a weird way by her by kind of coming to a place where where i'm like well they might not want me and then being able to kind of rise above that to realize there's a there's a capacity above me that's just not afraid of that you know that's a far more powerful thing to come into contact with and and i think that that's something that again comes down to that yeah like when you lean into something when mm -hmm. you lean into into the reality of what's going on the reality of your truth the reality of what you're feeling and what you're sensing you know uh i think that that's where we find a tremendous uh capacity to to transcend what we were before and to grow I think, you know, there's some interesting things with the story you're sharing. Like you, you leaned in, in giving her a chance too. like, you leaned in by going out of your way to go see her. And like, there's so many people, men and women who would so appreciate that if someone did that, you know what I mean? And the thing is, is that sometimes people go and do that. And it's just it, what, for whatever reason, it's not the right mix. It's not the right chemistry. And, you know, a lot of time I find with, uh, 
you know, particularly with romantic relationships, it's usually one person's into it, the other person isn't. And finding both people that are into it comes with the next challenge of, are you even compatible once you both decide you're actually into each other, you know? So, you know, you're still at stage one. It's like, okay, so maybe she's, maybe that dynamic with you two isn't going to work, but you find that out because you made that extra effort. You leaned in, you put, took a risk. I mean, you stopped, um, you know, you, you, you know, you put yourself out there, you made yourself vulnerable and being vulnerable and then getting the answer you don't want to get is hard. Right. And that's why we don't do it. Um, I think that, you know, I think he said something else. I just want to mention, he said, I, I think he said, I feel like foolish or like an idiot or whatever. And like, I mean, I totally relate to that because with the job too, I felt like that. I, I was like, why did I spend extra time here? I could have like left and gone to a different company already. And, um, you know, it was like, you know, you said something before you started recording. It's like, that's how long it took you to learn that lesson. That's how much you had to try. That's how much you had to lean into it to figure that out. You know, and I think that's the thing is like, we shouldn't look at ourselves as fools or idiots or anything like that. And like none of us, and I'm including our audience and everybody. It's like, that's what it takes for you to learn. You know, that's what it took for you. You know, it's not a waste of time. That's how much effort you had to put in. And I think that um, two things, I think you need to lean into things as much as you can. I think you need to like really push yourself out of that comfort zone. But I also think that there's a certain time and place. And I don't think that we, I think we do this too much, but I do think there's a time and a place to play it cool. I think there's a time and a place to not be so attentive to stuff, to, to relax a little, let it unfold, watch it happen, like give it some room to breathe. And, you know, relationships are like this, you know, you need, you need to let them, uh, you know, sometimes you can crowd someone too much. You can, you know, you know, and sometimes with, wanting something like wanting a job or wanting whatever, like you got to let it, you know, and that's a, that's why it takes time because if you just put everything on the table all the time, it would be weird. And there's a, there's a something to always acknowledge. There's a social element that we're all playing. You know, if you just become 100% in everything you do, like always just say how you feel, just like, it's too much. It'll scare people away. It will close doors. There's a certain amount of, you need to be willing to put yourself out there, but there's a certain amount of, you need to assess, do I actually need to share this? Do I need to say this? Do I need to do this? Um, and, and that's where I say like, we probably do that too much, but I think as we're kind of talking about this, I think it's important to mention just because you got to lean into something doesn't mean that you have to always lean in with everything. Sometimes leaning in is just give it a 10% boost, you know, give it a little bit more. You don't, you don't have to put a hundred percent into it, but give it a little, give it a little push. Let's just see, does it have any give? And if it does maybe give it a 20% push, you know, gradual. Like I think um, yeah. going from zero to a hundred too quickly is just, it's a bad move in a lot of scenarios. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would definitely agree. Like, you know, there's, it can definitely be, you know, you want to, you want to lean, you know, into a level of discomfort that you can manage. 
Yes. You know, that's just like, like I'm uncomfortable, but I can, I can handle this. I can handle this. I can handle this. You know, like it's it not, it's not necessarily easy, but you can do it, you know? And then once you push into that and then it's like, oh, okay. And then you can push a little more and you can push a little more. And you know, that's, that, that's a good sweet spot to be in, you know, like, because yeah, if you lean too heavily, like it can be, it can be really disastrous. Like, I mean, just look at the fire festival. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Those are guys who leaned way too much. <laughs> well, and that's the gambler's problem, right? Is that is you invest and then you reinvest and you reinvest and you know um, sometimes you got to cut your losses. That's part of like lean in a little and then you assess like, do I get the fuck out of here because this is like I'm in and just take my losses and cut your losses. Like I was in a relationship I've talked about in the past. I'm not getting into details right now, but I was in a relationship where. I just kept reinvesting, reinvesting, reinvesting. It's like put more and more. And I walked away from that and I was like, what a fucking idiot I am. Like that was so bad. That was a dumb move, but that's what it took for me to learn. <laughs> you know, yeah. but the thing is, is that there is a certain point where you have to go, okay, I'm, I'm leaning in here and I'm not getting back enough. And that's where you just got to go. I've invested this time, this money, this effort, this energy, this resources, whatever. And you got to say, fucking cut the losses and walk away. A bad, unhealthy, abusive relationship, something like that. That's one where you got to walk away. You know, this actually, I realized in a really important part of the conversation, because leaning in sometimes means that you get the information you, you don't want. And it tells you, I got to cut my fucking losses and walk. And that's yeah. friendships, relationships, uh, a job you've been working your whole life, you know, all sorts of shit. Um, well, because it's like a realization that what whatever you're doing or the way that you're doing it is not the thing that you want. Yes. You know, and and that's just that's just sort of feedback. You know, that's feedback to something. And it's like, OK, you, you take a different tack and you and you lean into something else. You know, and, and I think it's it's kind of interesting that the conversation has taken this direction where we're exploring the fact that leaning into something that you know is something that maybe you were resisting that's something that you wanted to go for it can does not necessarily pan out in a good way and you can put a lot into something but then you know you're going to you're going to get the response to tell you you know because then it the whole thing is always shifting and the whole thing is always moving because you'll be leaning into this thing and eventually at some point you can realize that now that's become a destructive comfortable thing you know like you push into this and now it's become the thing that's safe the thing the thing that's comfortable and you're stuck again yeah and you're scared to lose what you've invested and you're, yeah and you're scared to lose into that thing but there's some other thing that you are now resisting. Yeah. <laughs> There's a thing that you are now resisting in a different direction. And now you've got to lean into that thing. You know, like there's, I, I think that, you know, it, it's always important to say, but like, there's never, there's never a finished point, you know? And I think that that's something that, you know, can't be said often enough in our culture because we're so indoctrinated into this idea of arriving upon some everlasting sunny day in our lives, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that we'll just, we can just put our feet up and that's it. And it's, it's, it's all done. 
It's all finished. And it's like that that doesn't exist and you don't even actually want that. You know, mm-hmm. like that I don't that's a whole other rabbit hole to go on, but yeah, you don't actually want that. You know, you we we need to have the the change and and new things and and and, ex- and continuing to explore the things that excite us. You know, and and I think that that's the beautiful part of it is like you get to just continue to follow what excites you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so simple, you know, but so hard to follow <laughs> in a very strange, bizarre way. Mm-hmm. I think also, you know, when you when you go towards something, you lean into it and it works that you will inevitably change from the thing you're leaning into. Like, um, uh, like for example, the, the film industry, when I was, when I started in the film industry, I was like 16. And to me, the idea of even being in the same room as a movie star was like, Oh my God, like, Oh my God, a movie star. You know what I mean? Like it was such a big like thing and cut to a few years later, you know, I was in class with movie stars. I was hanging out, going for lunch with movie stars. You know, it's like, th- th- you know, these are people who, um, I'm just having a real conversation like this, you know, um, maybe not in this much depth, but you know, basically this idea. Right. And it's like, holy shit. And I, you know, uh, you know, I guess four or five, six, seven years later, like that stuff started to become more of a reality and, you know, who you were whenever you start your journey is not who you're going to become because, and, and you're not either of those people. You're not, like I'm not the 16 year old and I'm not the person I am now because it's always evolving and always changing. But I think what happens with people is we get to a place and we're like, I like where I'm at. And then they try to keep that alive. They try to keep that. And the thing is, is there's one constant in the world and it's change, you know, change is inevitable. And I think that, you know, not always, and it's not hundred percent the case, but I think a lot of time people get divorced or things end like friendships and relationships because people are refusing to change together. And to bring this back around, we were talking about the leaning, like lean 10%. I'm sure that you could probably comment on this even more than me, but it's like in a relationship, if you just decided 100% we're doing this all of a sudden, you would like destroy everything because you're worth a partner. You're with a teammate. And you got to lean a little bit together. You know, you got to kind of like, you got to navigate it together. Um, I know that, you know, our friendship, you and me, like I've noticed that you've helped me keep my leaning in balance. Like when I started, when we started recording, like very first podcast ever, you know, I was of the mindset of like, I need to sell people. Like I used to think like that. I used to think I need to sell someone on this shit that I have. Now I sell them, like sell them into it. Now I'm more like, I talk them out of it. <laughs> I'm like, look, you got to have passion. You got to have commitment. You got to have desire. You know, you got to have, you got to have some money. You know, you got to have some things. You have those things. Cause if you don't, then we're not even like, it's not even going to work. You know what I mean? Like you got to have time. You got to have something. And like, and I just, cause, cause I think that's, that's the thing. When you start something you kind of come from a place of there's a sense of scarcity, right? That's the fear. Like, I don't know if I'll have what I want. Like if I leave this person, I don't know if I'll have the other relationship. I might be alone, right? So that scarcity. That's the change. 
if I leave these friends or this group or this job, you know, I might not have whatever I think I need to have. That's, I think, the first stage. And I think what later comes is when you actually lean into something, you gain abundance. And when you gain abundance, because you actually went towards something you wanted, those fears aren't there anymore. You're not scared of the same things you were scared of. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'm not scared now of not getting clients. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when I first did my movie course, and I know I'm going off then, I'm sorry, but I didn't even know if people would pay me a dollar. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I don't even know if anyone will even give me any money to do this. Like, this is like, who am I to do this shit? You know what I mean? Now it's like, you know, it's not even an issue, but like there was a time where I didn't even think people would even pay me. You know what I mean? And it's like, we all go through that, you know, and that's, yeah. and, and then you just, you got to go in and I tried it and I did it and it worked. And some people made movies and some people won awards and then, you know, and, and that, help me go, Oh shit. Okay. Maybe I do have something that, and that's not, that was something that I went, okay, I, I can help people. And then, you know, what happens is you like start to realize, Hey, like what I was scared of, I don't need to be scared of, but then new fears, bigger fears, different fears, you know, they come in and you got to lean into those, you know? Yeah. Like I could go on and on, but you get my point, right? I it's get like, the point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Sometimes you lean, sometimes occasionally you lean in 100%, you give it your all. There are those occasional moments where you just got to make a fucking change. You got to go for it. You got to give it everything you got. But I think 90% of the time it's 10%, 20%, 30%. It's a gradual lean and you let time take its course and you lean a little more and you lean a little more. You don't have to do it all day one. Occasionally though, you got to fucking leap off the plane and just go for whatever it is you're going to go for. But I don't think that's, always the case i just think that's actually yeah. kind of rare and yeah and 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 usually that time and place um presents itself yes you know like it's like there's the lean there's the lean there's the lean and then you know and then every now and then there's the moment where it's like jump you it's know the leap the, <laughs> leap. the leap yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's lean, a, that's lean, another lean, conversation leap. leap into the life you want that's like yeah. when you've hit your that's when you've hit your wits end you're like i have to change and nothing can stay the same anymore it's gone too far you know that's drastic right yeah i just don't I was, think it i don't think it has to be so drastic you know that's yeah, something yeah i agree i i was also just thinking i'm like like what was that like it was a book somebody put out but it was like jab 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 oh hook or something uh, like that gary vander vanderchuk vander gary v gary, gary oh is it was that gary v yeah um yeah, and I was just thinking like that in terms of like lean, 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 leap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, lean, like lean, as a, lean. four leans and then a leap. Yeah, yeah. a couple yeah. of leans and then you can leap. You know. Yeah. Don't leap first. Um, yeah. Uh, well, let's uh, tell tell me. I'm not I'm not drinking anything for the month of of January. I'm I'm doing a bit of a cleanse of of a number yeah. of things, including alcohol. But uh, Brandon, you've got you've got something you're you're consuming. I do, oh. I do have a beer. Um, so I'm living this, vicariously through you. Live it, live it. Um, so I don't know if we've ever had this one before. I don't remember, but it's solid. It's Vancouver Island Brewing, and it's the Victoria Pilsner. Nice, nice and light and tasty. And yeah, I don't know if you can even see that if you're on video, but whatever. This is a solid beer. This is, you know, I just wanted something light and nice and it's a goodie. So 
I say do it. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. Excellent. Well, do well, we have anything else to say? <laughs> Just some wrap wrap up thoughts, I suppose. I mean, I, I think the thing that I want to kind of just, you know, make sure that gets reiterated is that this, this, for this to work, if you're listening to this conversation, you're like, yeah, I, I need to lean, I need to lean into this. It's not an intellectual thing. It's an emotional thing. You got to get to the emotional core of whatever the hell that is. And that might be anger for you might, might be what breaks the dam. You might find you feel sadness because you didn't do it sooner um, or for a variety of other reasons. Um, you might feel fear because you're worried you're going to lose some shit. You got to feel all of those emotions. You got to process them. It's going to be like grief in some ways because you're leaving the life behind that you think you're attached to for the one that you truly want. Um, but I think that at the end of the day, no matter what, gotta get connected to your passion and your excitement and your joy and that little kid in you that just wants to fucking do it and go for it and try it and um you know i think that wanting to want that is a good start i think that you gotta just in the way i do it now because i was someone who avoided my emotions and body feelings for like most of my life what i do is when i when i try to tap into my emotions. A lot of the time what I'll do is I'll just sit with myself in silence and I'll go, what does this feel like in my body? Like, does it feel warm? Does it feel cold? Does it feel sharp? Where do I feel it? Do I feel it in my heart, my, my stomach, my balls? Like, where do I feel this shit? You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, having a sense of bodiness to this is what's going to help you lean, you know? So, intellectually if you're on board and this makes sense to you that's the first step next step now you got to emotionalize it you got to get connected and then you're going to actually have the energy the energy in motion emotion right you're going to have the thing you need to actually do something and just lean a little don't worry about this doesn't have to be like 100 percent. just lean a little into whatever it is that you think you want to do and and that will help you. And then you can lean a little more and lean a little more and lean a little more. And then pretty soon, you know, that fucking thing's going to tip and you're going to be through the other side. And, hey, there you go. That's nice. my thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think to recap for me, like, uh, I think maybe the most practical uh, aspect of this, at least for, for myself, is, you know, is about being really honest with ourselves um being really honest with ourselves with where we're at how we feel and the thing that we want you know what would what do we really want where you know use any of the many tools out there that people presented if money were no object or you know like if that that sort of situation what would you do with your life you know like if 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 everything that if whatever you did would just be wholly completely accepted by the world. What would you do? Hmm. You know, ask that question and, and, and maybe again, ask that, why that, why that, why that till, till you've gone to your absolute core, you know, cause that's gonna, that's gonna, that's gonna say something about not only what you truly want, but what it'll get you in the ballpark of what you have to give. And 
also what any of your how how however you express yourself whatever uh that takes the the form of it's going to tell you where that comes from you know like as as artists i i one of my my acting teachers used to say um acting doesn't fuel your acting life fuels your acting mm. <laughs> and it's the it's I, I don't see much of a difference for for anybody out there what are you passionate about you know what do you want to do what do you feel that pull to 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 do in your life whatever that thing is is just the expression of something even bigger that you have inside of you and be honest with yourself and find out what that thing is because it's imperative that you do hmm there's something else I want to just mention, just, you know, just to cap this off. And I think mention you might, away, you might like this because you talked about early on, and I don't want to let this kind of escape at the end of the conversation. Cause I feel like you raised a really, really important point. You said that it needs to be bigger than you. And I really think that, I mean, it might not have been what you meant, but I really hear it as you, it needs to be more than your image or more than your ego, whoever you think you are. You know, it, it, this thing, this passion inside you is more than that thing you're locked into. And one of our favorite philosophers, Alan Watts, has a quote. And I actually got another quote. I'm going to read them both. But Alan Watts comes first because this is, they lead into each other very nicely. Alan Watts said, the you who you think you are does not exist. That's the first thing to keep in mind. Because you made that up. And D.H. Lawrence said this one. And I think this is the perfect way to end this podcast. Perhaps you're a slave to your own idea of yourself. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.